0: out for us. I hey, That's D- what I D- love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, Join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? <laughs>
1: The point being is, good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between.
0: Are you ready, bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to be people?
1: I didn't do my homework this week.
0: And trying to beat me is exactly what Bud's going to do, because we are coming down to the end of the PGA regular season, which means our season-long DraftKings competition is also coming to an end. We're going to get you those scores later on, but we have a massive show for you tonight. Lots of big news. Phil can't keep his mouth shut. Big surprise, keeping us with jobs over here. And then Tiger, some big news. And then, of course, how can we forget, you know, the ever-riveting and exciting 3M Open, Lee Hodges, Seven strokes. Sure. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll get to our picks. But as always, I am Angela Duke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard here on Divots and Pivots, joined as always by Bud Copeland. Bud, bring us into the show. What do we got going on? Champ is here. I, champ. I don't, That's what I love to hear. champ
1: is here. I, I don't know if you got my – what are you drinking there tonight?
0: Um, It is F. Stephen Millier. It's apparently something called a Lodi wine. Lodi? We're, we're, we're learning out
1: here. L O D I. Lodi, Lodi. Anyways, Lodi,
0: Lodi, something like that. Whatever. I won
1: my club championship this weekend. Let's go. First tournament I've won probably in 20 years. I feel good about it. I I didn't think I would be as excited as I was, but then I got a great group of guys that I play with every week uh, or every other week. I'm like, there. I think I've told you about them. There's there's a solid force of dudes that I got in with just by sheer happenstance, and inevitably somebody's out, you know, every weekend, and so they'll call me up and let me play with them, and it's a lot of fun, especially because we get out at like six ten and we're done by ten ten thirty. It's that's the best. You have have your entire Saturday left. Anyway, so true. this last weekend was the club championship. After day one, I was two behind some college kid from Merrimack. And uh, day two, his wheels got a little wobbly, and Boudreaux tightened up. I went 76-73. And here, here's the real th- – this is the part that I really thought, here we go again. I haven't learned anything. All <laughs> None of the work. So on the, there's a short, short, short par 3 fourth. Par 4 Third, anyways, short par <laughs> four third, and uh, and I put myself in great position. And you know, had to in the wind could knock down my wedge a little bit, so I had 25 feet for birdie, no big deal. I four putt for double,
0: cool. and immediately, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I had no three putts. But after this, let's
0: walk through that four putt because I want to know how that happened.
1: I blasted it by seven feet. Wow. No, actually, no, I laid, okay. I, I left it short seven feet. And then it was wet as shit and they were slow. It took a while to get used to them. And then I blast that one by three feet and then you miss the comebacker. And at that point you're just, you're on a, you're seeing red, but I put myself in position on the next hole and then fat, the wedge going up the hill, end up making bogey. Where do you okay. think my blood pressure was at at that point? If I was wearing one of those little whoop bands like the foreplay guys were wearing, at a, I was fucking yeah. hilarious. Trent, watching Trent run to catch up to an interview, and then hearing what his his heartbeat was like, one eighty eight. Tip tip of the cap to the barstool fellas. I hope they had fun at the at, at the NV Five Invitational Corn Fairy Tour, which is a big deal yeah. for all of us in this digit digitalized sphere, because you know, <clears throat> whatever your feelings are about them, whether you listen to them or not. They've done something there that's going to help all of us and kind of break that barrier of, they have. you know, you don't have to be from a specific line and pre- presentation as long as you're doing it, you know, with good intentions and fun and you're not interfering with the players and the players seem to enjoy it. I'm sure there's some who, who you know, we're going to chirp about it, but had I been wearing one of those bands, I probably would have been at a 188 like Trent was running down the hill, but that's just because <laughs> I was about to lose my mind. So the next hole is a par five, par four downhill short mm-hmm. and they moved the tees up for the second day to entice guys to go for the green okay. so i pull out the driver hang a gigantic fade up there there was a huge left to right wind and we're watching this thing tracking and it lands 10 yards short of the pin i mean right oh. there just off the green so i did have to hit a little flip wedge uh so i was 10 okay. yards in front of the green so i was thinking about 25 yards total i flip a wedge up there to four feet miss the putt no oh. I-, I can't Ooh tell you the last time i was that close to throwing a club like breaking something out of just sheer anger i've hit it off a, am i interrupting your Man, conversation over there
0: no i don't know why at, it's espn espn's giving me all these mlb the trade deadline vibrations over and, here. and so, don't they know i don't care about baseball <laughs> so i'm
1: three over through five having just missed a short birdie putt and i go to the sixth hole par three and they have these tees Back, you know. Normally, it's like a 125 downhill little chip shot, and the back tees, yeah. just for funsies on Sunday, made it 195. But downhill with the slope, probably playing like 178. So again, had a little yeah. bit of wind helping. Throw an eight iron up there, and the all way probably ten yards off the green, and it just kind of floats left on down, 15 feet below the hole. I make birdie. Come back on the next hole, make another birdie. Come back on the next hole, which is a nice up, 190 yard par three. Uh, Making up and down for par, steadied the wheels no more mistakes coming in 73 for the day. And, uh, I came in and they were it was like, what'd you shoot? What'd you shoot? What'd you shoot? Because the kid actually, I think shot 74, 78, something like that. And so yeah, it was enough to do. It was enough to win the a flight. And, uh, and my buddy came up runner up in the B flight. And then we all went for drinks afterwards at the yacht club. It was actually very nice of him. The Corinthian nice. yacht club over there in Marblehead. They, well, they I don't they
0: know where, where that is or what that the, is, but honestly. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> like, I know where that is. It's out on Marblehead Neck. So there's this little okay. peninsula that juts out off of Marblehead, which is it is itself a peninsula. And so it's yep. just gorgeous houses and beautiful views and everything. I, I was like, do you even sail? He's like, nope.
0: He's a phenomenal and That's what we're drinking tonight. You're
1: French, right? Like, you have a French background?
0: I mean, my last name is. This is
1: French. His nickname's is Grand Père, which I guess is French for grandfather or something. I, I mean, it's, to it, it
0: sounds like it sounds very French. So yeah. The
1: moral of the story is I am the champ and I'm going to dine out on this for the next year. <laughs> uh, might even have to change my title in the show. I'll talk to the producers afterwards <laughs> and see what they think, what they feel about it. But uh, the champ is here. It was a wonderful weekend. Speaking of champs, the USGA Junior, another w- phenomenal tournament, by the way. The USGA is just getting banger after banger. Uh, With these tournaments, with the locations after you had the women out at Pebble Beach. Now these young guys Mm -hmm. down at the Daniel Island Club. Now, Daniel Island Club in Charleston, I'm not open. It doesn't make my socks roll up and down. It's just a private, really nice course. But to watch these kids and you think about what they have to do in an eight-day stretch. I can barely walk because I played 36 this weekend. (laughs) I want you to hear what these kids have to do. And and it's like 106 degrees on the course. So they go through two, two days of stroke play. So right there, okay, back yeah. to back, bam. And then they go into, if you're in the top 64, it's match play from there on out. So to win this tournament, you got to win like six matches in six days, that last one being 36 holes. It was impressive, and it yeah. came down to the wire. But an American kid won it. Brian Kim shouts he's going to Duke next year. And then, as you said also, um, the, the
0: 3M. That's good. I don't – is Duke – correct me if I'm wrong. Duke's not necessarily the biggest golf school, is it? No, I, I mean, it's not it's, I don't, I don't, it's a
1: good golf school. They de- they definitely have yeah. a solid program, but it's not an Oklahoma state or a Florida or a Georgia. Or yeah, I like, didn't think know, it was
0: on the same Stanford level as those other you know. ones. Yeah. Yes. I mean, good ground. I mean, it's for definitely on
1: that level in the sense that because it's Duke, if the stars aligned and because it's golf, if they get a couple breaks, breaks, um, you do see them sure. up there, but no, they're not consistently a seasoned favorite. So before we get into how boring the fucking 3M is, and then I want to hear your thoughts on Lee Hodges. I love this kid. Did you yeah, see anything about the US Senior Open or sorry the senior the senior Open Championship the Senior British did you see the weather did those guys had to get it yeah, so
0: that's, that's really all I saw about it was that the weather they were playing and it was basically Sunday at the Open Championship and times 4
1: and I don't know why but they they were I mean I guess just because whoever followed VJ Singh around got some great shots but like you would have thought he won the tournament I mean he was in contention <laughs> uh, but yeah. Alex Chaka uh blast from the past beat out oh, yeah. Harry I was say, I remember Alex
0: Chaka yeah mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Who's a good comp? Who's a good comp for a modern Alex Chaka? Billy Horschel. Maybe. I don't think, I don't think either one won a major, but they've definitely won a handful of times on their respective tours. Chaka might've been bigger on the DP tour, but uh, he won the senior. And then like we said, the three M open, I mean, it was over as soon as Lee Hodges decided to play golf and the Alabama kid, if you missed it, his coach was there on the 18th with a milkshake. Uh, to greet him, because I guess back, I guess back at Bama they take the boys out for milkshakes if they do good on yeah. the course.
0: Well, and who was I'm trying to remember? Now. Was it JT Poston who was in second going into yes. the final hole? I and then what he story. like he like triple bogeyed right? Or like that. I didn't even see it, but all of a sudden I saw that I saw he was down three going into the final hole. I was like, okay, Lee Hodges is going to win. And then I get like ten minutes later, I get an alert: Lee Hodges wins by seven. I was like, what?
1: How did do that you, happen? Do you know how much that cost him? Did you see that part of it?
0: I did not know. I, I did not give really any. Solo. What do you mean? You're not thing. a
1: degenerate golf fan? you <laughs> you. What are you getting ready for the fantasy expo next weekend? Uh, uh, I am. Only, I am getting I do want to hear about weekend. that. I do want to hear about that a little bit. But uh, JT Poston. So yeah, if you if you didn't if you weren't paying attention, this thing Hodges had this thing locked up. Poston's coming yeah. in and he's in solo second, and it's an easy par five. He could have just taken his medicine, made his you know made his five, but. And he says this. I mean, you're down five. There is no five-stroke. There's no five-stroke score. You don't. That doesn't exist in the game yeah. at all. But his mentality is like, you know, we're always playing to win. So what does he do? Goes for the green from a very questionable lie. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not JT Poston, but hey, who the hell are we? These guys are pros. And he thought he could pull the shot off. Ends up dunking mm-hmm. it in the water. Shit show ensues. He ends up tied for second, right? Solo second. Sense. Solo yep. second takes home 860k. T two is like five forty. So that shot, maybe yeah. the math did him about quarter million dollars, and everybody was chirping him about it. The it's people who asked him about it—that's all he said. He's like, "We're out here to win. That's all. All my mindset is." So I went for it.
0: And look, I'm all right that's with that. I get that from a business standpoint. Like, I see where it was a bad decision, of course. Um, I mean, hell, if, the, if, if the guys out there knows he's he's obviously already going to lose, and he's been having to take his medicine all week from Mister Lee Hodges. Why not try to go out with a bang? Which is think, just sounds silly to say But anyone's poor, taking their medicine that, that, from the Lee Hodges.
1: Cut, the pay cut that that poor that poor caddy had to take. Shouts to Cutter. How, how'd I you know, feel right? about that? If you just saw it, yeah, you just saw your the next payment of your home go down the drain. All right, 3M was a snoozer, but it's a good story with Lee yeah. Hodges. You know, um, hometown boy makes good, and he's going to be in the mm-hmm. playoffs. So I mean, he jumps up. Yeah. So, and folks, if you don't know about the the FedEx Cup playoffs, when you win a tournament, you get 500 points. If it's a major, I want to say it's seven, and if it's like a opposite field event like the Barracuda, then it's like four. Unless you're Akshay, yeah, gets screwed out. That's a <laughs> woof. Uh,
0: oh yeah, we talked about know. that a he little bit know. last week. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I didn't realize he came out and he had like and now it's like oh he's a little upset with this. I'm like yeah, I would be too, but it <laughs> also is, you, you know, try try to reach deep down inside and just realize the, the stability. Like that's, that's the chair. Yeah. You didn't get, you didn't get the chair yet. He could still finish fourth this week, earn enough points and get in there. Yeah. And there's some, and there's some guys like that sitting on the outside, looking in. Uh, out I have that trio. list of guys.
0: If we want to go through them at some point and what they need to do to, at minimum, to have a chance at making the playoffs. Cause there's right, some decent names on here that, that after the, the year that some of these guys have had, you, you'd be kind of surprised they're uh, They're not in it right now. Let's
1: do that. After we talk about Liv
0: and yes. Tiger
1: and and Phil. So pause on the tour talk. We'll get back to that in a little bit right before we get into our DFS picks for the week. if If you're tuning girl, in, then you're girl. either a relative or you're going through some sort of torture or you're just a degenerate golf fan like we are massive news uh, overwhelming and but when i say news i'm using air quotes because let's be honest mm-hmm. it's golf it's golf gossip so for us massive news yeah. and uh you if you want to take the folks through it through the the fill part i can i can hop on with the tiger train because i've been trying to get elbow yeah. deep into this policy board and see who's see who's on it and what it, what it actually means
0: yeah because i want to i want to hear what you have to say on that and see mm-hmm. if that lends favor to a, a theory I have because it and it may what you say may completely squash my theory so I may never actually say my theory. Oh my god
1: you can't take what I'll I say that. With, you gotta take what I say with a salt lick but real but quick
0: I, but we can oh yeah go ahead.
1: Oh fuck now I lost it.
0: Go. Oh okay i want gonna start us with Phil then because look Phil came out with hit hit us with the the, the one two punch. Remember you, I made remember? a truce with
1: Phil I, I made up with Phil a, lot, a couple months ago. This I'm okay continue. <laughs>
0: And I can't believe he's. First of all, I'm looking at this picture from him right now because I had the the Instagram post pulled up on my phone. He's still rocking that what we now know is um, highly uh, copyright infringed high flyer logo that <laughs> lived completely jacked from a, oh, a, a Brazil, I think it was a Brazilian skateboarding company yeah, something like that. Who, who do you think? Who do you think has the better lawyer? I know. No, I know exactly <laughs> that. that that's going to get quick, squashed, sure. but. Yeah. But that's a side story. Um, but no, so Phil puts out there on Instagram. And first of all, anytime you start a social media post with uh, an emoji, um, you lose all credibility with me. So, Phil, great start there with a the laughing, crying I'm emoji to, big, to kick I'm it off.
1: Big, I'm a big emoji guy, but I, I think they go yeah, I'm a big continue. emoji
0: guy too, but that, it's more like an at the end. Don't start it because then you're yeah, just leave it to the end. But anyway, so he point. starts off with a crying, laughing, okay. and then says, What a colossal waste of time. Not a single player on Live wants to play the PGA Tour. It would require a public apology and restitution to live players for paying millions to clout media to disparage all of us. A better topic is future sanctions for the many players who now come to live. He's he's still living in this delusion that
1: I'm not dead yet.
0: Many players are going to go to live. And the, all of that is just a bunch of like hoopla. He's he's being pissy and and angsty. Here's- that's the biggest thing I get I about like that, that, that. He's still in, in, like, this delusion.
1: I like that. That's where you started because I, I didn't even consider that part about it. There is a story there. Greg Norman recently said that his okay. phone's blowing up. Everybody wants to jump ship. How much of that is posturing and bluffing? And then I also try to keep my mind open to this possibility. I mean, just law of large numbers, man. Between PGA tour, corn ferry tour, guys who aren't even on tour or holding tour cards, his phone probably is blowing up. I mean, it's not he's not getting any more Cam Smiths or Brooksies. You know, you might I can see like a Patrick Cantley feels like the kind of guy, and no, no offense to Patrick Cantley, but I'm saying like that kind of caliber because he is he is. One of the best golfers on the fucking planet, but he's not a huge fan favorite. People don't turn up for, you know, Patrick can't like love his game. I wish I had his putting stroke, but he, he's the kind of guy who'd be like the last of anything big and and splashy because I think everybody else is just going to be smart, stay pat and see where this other thing's going, which we all, which we predicted from the start. But what I love about this is if, You know, if he's not if he's not lying, I mean, maybe maybe they're they're doing a little straw poll and a game of phone tag and some group texts, and and he's he's hyperbole. But he's like, there's not a lot of interest in like the big names going back. Like we like our lives now, and as long as lives around, we're just going to do this and see at the majors, that kind of shit. I think it's all just bluster. I think they're going down. Mm-hmm. I think Tiger coming the the counterpunch by the PGA Tour. If you missed it, and it wasn't punch for punch, but it felt like it. It did feel no. like almost like a, oh, this is a good time to throw but, this. But out I think this
0: felt like it was something that was happening all along too. It's just the timing of it coming out just lined up perfectly with Phil. I
1: don't think. It, yeah, it was. This has just been who they. This has been like what they've been keeping off the board. Like this player, this you know, just waiting, waiting on the bench. Jordan's on the bench. Don't worry about it. We'll bring him in when we need to. Two minutes left in the game, and we need to win. Come on! Mm -hmm. And it almost does feel like it's there, and it's his. He's flat out said the commissioner has my confidence moving forward, which to me is almost like case closed. If you want to go talk to the Godfather and express your your disdain, do it. But everybody, but publicly, no more. Let's 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 all get on board. I'm with Jay. John's with Jay. JT's with Jay. Like. You can still Mm -hmm. have your gripes, and you. I don't, and I agree with Xander where it's like, all right, we're moving forward, but don't like you don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you don't have my support anymore. Like I don't. I don't fully trust you, but I get the direction this is going, and I think that was a little bit of a, you know, you know, everybody shut up. So Tiger is going to be on the basically on the board of directors essentially. Yeah, as the the, player,
0: the player committee representative, something like that, right? Is that what like um, the exact title was roughly?
1: he Is a, but a policy tour board. Sorry, so, so the board, Tour then. policy board. This is their board of directors because remember yeah. this is actually a five hundred one c whatever blah, blah blah. I don't want the designation to get wrong. It's a nonprofit. Sure, nonprofit. Uh, no, I mm-hmm. shouldn't do that because I'm a big defender of them and uh, their stance. But you got this Ed Hurley and Jimmy Dunn. So it's like a board of directors. These two mm-hmm. guys. Uh, they're they're the ones who got this deal done with Yasser. And then Mark Flaherty, Mary Meeker. You know these are these are also people who sit on the board. And then there's a PGA tour players. Yeah. There are player directors. And this is where we got oh God oh Patrick Cantlay. I guess he's not going to live, uh, but Patrick Cantlay, Charlie Hoffman, Peter Malnati and Rory McIlroy and Webb Simpson. And if you remember, this is where Rory really took a lot of it. And Jesus tried to, like, Webb Simpson's leadership. on that board too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you not he's oh, good Lord. He, lo- he looks like an accountant, but that's neither here nor there. They've <laughs> added tiger. They've added a whole new position and said, it's tigers. They, you know, they created a yeah. spot on the board and it was basically to say, all right, we hear you and we'll, we'll take whoever you want to be your next player representative. And I think you know, when Tiger called his own meeting last year, it was kind of yeah. like written on the wall. Who else, you know, who the fuck else would we get to do this? But it was probably also a, you know, a bargaining chip for the players too. Cause now they actually, for the first time in the history out, like outweigh the balance in, or now have the, the, mm-hmm. the balance of power. They actually outnumber the other policy directors or the, you know, the board. So, this is huge because he has been very curt and direct about where his stance is which he thinks that Norman's got to go and if that's the mm-hmm. case then then I, I think there might be a future for live. We've floated different ideas of what it could be they could do a it could replace the PGA tours fall fall swing or just be you know they say like here you can have these couple of months because we're going to do our kind of BS fall series that allows the guys in the middle yep. tier to earn some points and do that. They could I think they're I still think they're gonna scrap it all together. I just don't think it's a marketable product. Well also what it remember Tiger's got his own team golf series lined up so
0: yeah and the CW is not gonna be carrying Live to the to the promised land. Here's where I do need so just just clear this up for me, because this is where I did need a lesson. So this position for Tiger was created by the existing like Jay Moynihan and the existing PGA board. This wasn't like a player elected position.
1: Yeah, no, this was, I mean, it was kind of like a, from my understanding, because I'm looking at the website right now and Tiger's not on there yet, which means somebody in the comms mm-hmm. department is not on their ball. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, and because, I mean, there's more There's more guys like Steve Flesh, Jeff Maggart. There's a, because there's an entire PGA Tour champions division of the board. And then there's a couple of other folks like uh, PGA Tour PAC chairman. And I think PAC is short for Pacific to represent like Southeast Asia and Australia. Adam Scott's on there. There's a corn Ferry, you know, representative. So it, and David Toms is on this thing. So they're the ones that, you know, run this whole nonprofit and, but yeah, mm-hmm. this was like a, a brand new and don't know if when Tiger retires, I don't know if they fill the spot. And I think they do because with the way it's being presented is we hear you, we hear you want more representation. We're literally going to give you more representation. And the first one to fill that seat is going to be Tiger to help us figure all this out. And, uh, the language of Tiger,
0: you, go ahead. I was just going to say, so so how do you think this affects the impending player vote on this deal? Does this swing in favor of denial or, or acceptance?
1: I am on quote. I am honored to represent the players of the PGA tour. This is a critical point for the tour and the players will do their best to make certain that any changes that are made in tour operations are in the best interest of all tour stakeholders. Jay Monahan has my confidence moving forward with these changes. Uh,
0: yeah, so it's, so they're already viewing these changes as happening, and they're now think looking further ahead as to how do we govern, keeping the changes in check, basically.
1: Yeah, essentially, it's like
0: there's that to so a reasonable you know, amount.
1: It's almost like it's almost like our government, right? You, you know, we don't make decisions; we vote on people and say, "Hey, you go make those decisions." And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, all right, we, who, you know, who's the constituency you are. So we need more representation from that constituency. And so we're going to give them another seat in Congress or something. If they create another one, although that's a whole different lecture yeah, altogether. We'll, let's not put it on that road. <laughs> uh, I was a civics teacher for a number of years, but this is a of pretty big deal are. because like you said, it does <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> civics, humanities, creative writing, and then um, God, and world geography. That was my little teaching. Oh, there. Oh. Uh, and I was also a dean. Yeah,
0: yeah. you need to join the trivia team, man.
1: This is, but this is, <laughs> this is huge because it, like you said, it does confirm basically they're saying, okay, we get it. Changes are going to happen. I yep. think it's going to go through. I don't think, because also if you <clears> look <throat> at who, who we just talked about, Patrick Cantlay, Rory McElroy, Charlie Hoffman. I don't know. I mean, we know where Rory stands and he's like, fuck Liv. It's got to go. Um, and so I think that's just going to yeah. be it. I think Liv's gone. Greg Norman's out. They're not going and Phil Mickelson is on some very, very strong coffee somewhere because – thinking yeah, he
0: that, just keeps digging deeper and deeper into this. Now, I will double, say – Double, triple, owes, quadruple nobody down. Nobody owes
1: anybody – nobody – yeah, exactly. You know, you don't always have to go for the green tin cup.
0: Oh, wait. He, you're telling me he keeps making bad bets? No. Shocker wow, of the year That's,
1: that, that's a low <laughs> blow. That's a low blow. Apparently, he's paid off all his bookies, and then he got a – Oh, I wonder how. capital. <laughs> uh but it is a i mean that's a bit rich you owe us an apology and restitution yeah. for dragging your names through the mud phil nobody owes anybody an apology yeah. you're all adults and big boys Accept what's going on and you know move on with it because like i don't think that I, now i think this is also him being pissed off that there's going to be fines or some sort of penalties or a process for anybody who wants to come back says, nobody's gonna come back anyways stupid over there okay Um, I beg to differ. I think some of these guys, because this new and let's remember what this
0: what this PIF deal is is basically going to be a slush fund for them to to take care of these guys to to basically say here here's your money here's your pacifier let's mm -hmm. move on
1: and maybe like we we've alluded to before because I have heard the term equity thrown around a bunch with uh, with creating Mm -hmm. this new for profit entity and I mean I don't know how you figure that out but I guess there are smarter people than I who are around to do that but they they talk about having that being as some sort of compensation. Maybe it's as simple as if you did go to live and you went and got your bag, you know, maybe they, maybe they just flat out say like you 12 guys, it was made public. If you just attest to it, then you can come back. But that also means you're, you're not entitled to any equity shares as they're being passed yeah. around in the future. Like you can, you can go earn money on the course. Uh, I think it's gonna be a little more complex than that, but, uh, I, shit, I say make them just go back to, you know, like, all right, you can come on back, but you have to go Monday qualifying and, and go to the corn Ferry tour or, you know, yeah. somehow other way. Uh, Cause then the guys who have their exemptions in the majors will still be able to play in those majors. And it's just gonna be a different kind of nine to five in between. That's what, that, that's what I would want to do. But yeah. I'm a very forgiving man as we've exhibited by my forgiveness of Phil. But and the first fair. thing I did was text you and I say, so. this guy is a gift. This man yeah. just keeps on giving. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is very delusional. And uh, nobody oh, owes yeah. anybody an apology, Philip. Just if you don't want to come back, to come don't come back. And quite frankly, I think that I think there's this weird kind of Rory's. Rory's already there. You were going to be the next Arnie. You were mm-hmm. going to be the next kind of you know elder statesman, business guy, really rocking. And you decided to go over there for whatever reason. I don't fault you. I mean, especially the way you see him on Twitter talking about being worth a billion dollars soon. It's like, good for you, man. That's what he was. Yeah, somebody hey. was chirping him about gambling. He goes, my debts have been paid off for years and I'm now close to being worth a billion dollars, but thanks for checking in. And I thought to myself, why are you, why are you, I mean, he just, you really he are me. worth a billion dollars. Billion, You know, unless you're Donald Trump, billionaires don't usually go around talking about being a billionaire. I mean, Mark Zuck. when you yeah. have... Like that kind of money apparently it's called it's called beyond luxury that's where you live yeah and you don't need to talk about it at all yeah exactly they they don't drive you know million dollar cars a lot of them they're just you know they're happy with their escalade or whatever the hell they're driving
0: this yeah but thank you phil for giving us 10 15 minutes of fantastic conversation as you always do rambling phil could often fill our entire show and um and he just manages to piss me off more and more every time he opens his mouth. And it's a shame. Phil okay. okay. so, used to be a nice, fun-loving person.
1: It is August 1st, 2023. Yes. Will live be around August 1st of 2024? Yes. You think so? You think they'll actually I see, so, make
0: it through? So, right? I, so I, think I, think I still stand before. by... I, so I don't think they're going to be pulling it completely that fast. I still give it another as its own identity i give it another three years but i do think once this all kind of gets formed some of their biggest names will not be playing over there anymore on on the live toy and i say over there it's not an over anywhere but you know what i mean they're not they won't be playing exclusively for live anymore um so so which is which is why i think it, but i think it's going to be like a bit of a slow regression it's going to take a few years i think
1: I think it's just a possibility, a possibility in my mind that I want to happen, though, because they say they have to have this deal done by the end of the year. But again, they gave themselves an out that says as long as we're making progress, then we'll extend the deadline. Maybe they do. Again, I'm so this is 12 hours old, not even, you know, this was like three hours ago or five hours ago, whatever the hell it was that they announced that Tiger's on this board. And to me, I'm just thinking to myself, Tiger also doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to fuck around. He he doesn't waste. He's not going to waste time he's been thinking about this very you know he probably is going to come in with his recommendations quote unquote and folks are going to go sounds good to me like let's 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 close the fucking book on this and move on i could all i could see one of those things being live is just done after this season they just say don't don't even try for 24 and those guys who are on live will figure out in 24 if they want to come back in 25 they just have to sit out a year you know what i'm saying like almost like a one year yeah. suspension for <laughs> You know, you forfeited. You forfeited your contract. You know, they, they'll find something in the contract to say breach contract. So here's the penalty. And if you want to come back, just do that. Um, I want it to move that fast because did you even know there's a live event at the Greenbrier this weekend?
0: Uh, I didn't know it was this weekend. I knew there was going to be one at the Greenbrier. I didn't realize it was this weekend though.
1: Great. Grin- I mean, lin- that's competing You're-
0: with the Wyndham Championship.
1: jeez oh, I don't know how is it a gonna- championship. I- it's like the third oldest event on event on tour. Um, the, yeah, I'm, the I'm the trying Greenbrier?
0: to say like the Wyndham Championship will be better than the the Greenbrier live event that's what i'm that's saying that's
1: true that's true yeah. uh you said it mockingly the uh <laughs> did you know the green is actually the, you you've heard that it's like a bunker for the the yes the house representative yeah. that's what blows my mind that kind of shit all right yeah. so lives at the green briar we're at like sedgwick country club or some some other shit but you before nailed we it. get in before we get into that we're going to talk about some of these players who are on the outside of the 70, looking on the inside, what they have to do this week, and why I'm still in love with JT. And we'll get all over that after we give a shout out to our boys nailed
0: at... it. Underdog. Oh, I was underdog. waiting for you to finish it. You said at Underdog. stop talking.
1: <laughs> I was so proud of that. Underdog
0: Fantasy. Yes. We're going to take a quick fantasy. commercial break. I was staring at the fantasy know, national
1: logo and I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> get there. Damn.
0: You almost nailed it. We'll be right back after a quick word from Underdog Fantasy with all of our Wyndham Championship info. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever, and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit... (laughs) And win! You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Good girl, gingerbread as always. Let's get into this Wyndham Championship. So we got a few topics to start off with, and before we even get to the guys who uh, who need to do something to make it into the the FedEx Cup playoffs here, let's finally give you a numbers update on this season long competition between I need Bud to do and something I. Something
1: to close the gap.
0: But, but the gap isn't big. So you said it earlier in text. At one, you said you figured by this point in the season, one of us was yeah, going to pull away. To- by a few hundred points or so. Um, but we've truly been back-to-back all year. So here's the updated uh, season standings okay. right now. I'm holding a slim in. a slim lead of uh, 127 points right now going into this week. Uh, so uh, Bud is not too far behind me. All it takes is uh, a couple missed cuts for me and a perfect 6-for-6 lineup for him, and I could be in some real trouble here in having to get Bud a fancy six-pack. So...
1: Well, now that I've now that I've I'm back on this train, I mean, I, I was training hard for that club championship. I don't know if you heard seventy six seventy three take home the win. Uh, the engraver got COVID, so he wasn't on site to do the trophy right then and there. But the trophy is in route. We'll have it on the Just show. In route. It makes the rounds. Uh,
0: but yeah, no, I really did. Yeah, know. I want I want, a, I want a town visit to every town uh what well, you've had what well, you have i other tournaments to be lost out them. on
1: this all year no no 7, bring 7.
0: that trophy around to all the other towns you've lost tournaments in and say look i did it and just rub it in. well i face. got the
1: the mass mid amateur <laughs> next thursday uh so i guess a couple weeks perhaps okay. we'll some more content we'll see if bud can hold it together what time What
0: time's that at 8 30
1: a.m and uh bud's redemption tour continues i beat the shit out of my my you brother-in-law I mean? after he chirped
0: I might it have to is. come out and, and check you out early in the morning because my flight doesn't leave for the expo until like 5 that night. And I'm off the whole day, so I might, uh, I might have to take a little morning trip just to say hi and wish you luck.
1: Come kill a come kill some time. All right, back to the Wyndham.
0: And yes, back to the,
1: the fantasy. So we've got a little bit of a gap. We're not the only ones. There's some players, some familiar faces, some big names that yes. still have a gap to fill. And it's not undoable. Especially when you consider no. who these who these people are. So why don't you why don't you start start getting into some of these guys? I don't have it up in front of me. I'm actually yeah, I, I, good, get, good I get the list right the here. Middle, good Donald Ross. I, I,
0: yeah, I will say courtesy of. Um, I'm going to get the name wrong, but our friends over at the Fantasy Golf Pod. Um, oh, I just lost. Uh, I, I minimized it by accident. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, the Fantasy Golf Pod. <laughs> um, over there, they put this list together, uh, so I am 100% stealing it, so if you're watching this, guys, thank you. Uh, but so what this comes down to is there are six guys uh, between 65 and 70 that are currently in the playoffs, uh, in right. Matt Nesmith, uh, Vincent Norman, J.J. Spawn, Ben Griffin, Cam Davis, and my favorite name to say, because I say it different every time, Austin Ekroat, Ekroat, Ekroat. Ekroat. Like whatever it is, um, all those guys are currently in right now. They need to do pretty much anything between a a two way tie for eleventh to t twenty nine, and then and they'll be in. They'll hold their spot, which, which is not, just which
1: is nothing to sniff at. Top thirty in a PG no. Tour event is is just
0: tough. Oh yeah, that's still going to take some work from them. Uh, what's more interesting though is that the, 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 there's a handful of guys just on the outside looking in here, um, names that so. Yeah. We've obviously been talking for weeks now. Justin Thomas is one of these names. He's has not been playing well. He's in 79th right now. He needs to solo finish solo 18th uh, at minimum to to get to have it, not even to definitely get in, because obviously it depends on the guys in front of him do, but to have a chance to get in, he needs to finish solo 18th. But the guy that surprised me, because he's a guy that you've been on a lot this year, and I thought was playing better than this, Shane Lowry on the outside looking in right now in 76th. That one caught me by surprise as I look as I looked through this list. He needs to finish uh two AT twenty third at minimum to have a chance this week. Do you think he does it?
1: Uh, yeah. I like him and JT to, to finish high this week and, and sneak in there because we're, we're at a ball strikers course. Distance is not necessarily mm-hmm. King here. You look at the past champions, Tom Kim defending champ out after he finishes a top 10 with like a fractured ankle. I mean, that's, that's I know. Some tough stuff. I mean, basically, yeah, but I think he know, deserves
0: Walt, a, a week off.
1: Yeah. I mean, so um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he's in anyway. So yeah, I do actually oh, yeah. like – I actually like those guys. Uh, Adam Scott needs to finish like top 10 to get in there. Um, I don't – Yeah, know, where was get, he in, here?
0: Oh, yeah, right down there. Yeah, so, like T1 yeah, or something like that. Will Dahman can still get in with a ninth place, place finish. Justin saw, uh needs a right. T19.
1: And your boy Akshay can get in with a T4 or better, and that's going to be a stretch. I uh, I mean, kid's mm-hmm. good. I mean, this is – again. Not an opposite field event, and you do have some of the, some of the bigger players. Who knows though? We've seen it before. Maybe maybe for that kid, being kind of slighted and having the confidence to win, and it's again, it's a ball striker's course, and the kid is nasty with his irons. So maybe I Ox- mm-hmm. Ox- can you know work some magic. I I do like some Shane Lowry and Justin Thomas this week, uh, m- because
0: I'm not against uh, it.
1: I, I think it's worth. They're the, t- a look.
0: they're the type of guys that know what they need to do this week, and, and in this type of field. Yeah. So here's the thing, I think that about Shane more than I do about JT right now. JT does not look right. No, he does
1: JT not. JT does He's not look right right
0: together. now. He, he so is it just his potter though? When you watch him is it just his potter?
1: Yes, cuz that he, is the that's the anchor of confidence. An anchor of confidence. Um, yeah, oh, that, so
0: no wait, so, <laughs> the, what was the other one the uh, comfort zone the of confidence. Two comfort totally different zone of place. confidence and now we have the totally anchor of confidence. Things, oh man, we're just going to have a confidence line.
1: The if you've been paying attention, I'm I'm just blindly (laughs) confident in JT right now. But I kind of want it to happen, but also it's one of those things I would be shocked to happen too. But those missed cuts, I mean, that's that's some embarrassing shit. And
0: well, so it's I had the thought today, and this is probably too far. So I know that I'm admitting this is too far of a thought. JT's not at this point yet, but I feel like it needs to be said because I think he's dangerously close with heading down this road. Depending on how he handles the mentality here. Do we see a – there's a chance he goes down a Jordan Spieth route. We saw Jordan Spieth, Spieth struggle for a few years. I, it, it doesn't have to be. It might not be. I, I lean towards it not. Um, no, because but I think – I, think... I, I, I need to see what he does as far as, as you already alluded to, the confidence part here because that's what was Jordan Spieth's downfall. And then obviously he had some injuries mixed in too, which didn't help.
1: I think JT, JT lovely luckily doesn't the have the injuries. I think he's a little more mechanical and technical, and and that's always been his thing. So it's you know once a couple of putts start dropping or there's something weird mm-hmm. with this field that he's just missing. Uh, with Jordan, I do think it was much more of a mental thing because he is an emotional and, and and creative and like kind of gunslinger out there. While again JT is much more mechanical and kind of technical uh, in the in the Tiger kind of vein. So, I mean, yes. I'm just I'm, – I mean, rose-colored color, glasses, though. He hasn't shown me anything <laughs> other than he is going absolutely into Not the depths of the yips and whatever other word you want to use. And, uh, you know, maybe he misses out on Rome. There was people kind of – you know, Zach Johnson kind of came out and gave him a little bit yeah. of confidence. But then again, the uh, the athletic director always comes out and says, Coach has my full confidence. And then next Monday exactly. Uh, I I think if he can – Either, I mean, I think he's got to just basically win one of the next three weeks uh, to to get on there, or maybe just have like three top tens and bow out gracefully, you know, before Eastlake, something like that.
0: Yeah. So we'll I just see don't think that, it's but... likely.
1: I do. I do agree with you. Shane Lowry yeah. looks like he's because he's been playing pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I'm much, I'm much more well, or not well. I'm much uh, having an easier time seeing Shane Lowry, but let's get into our picks because here's what I'm doing this week. Um, my top ten, it, my top ten this week is incredibly chalky. So, but I'm really? determined to beat you. So I'm going to play two different lines. I'm going to play since it's one on one with you. Chalk doesn't matter. I'm going to play my top six because I can make the money work. I'm playing my top six against you, um, and. And I'm going to roll with that, but that is not what I would be entering into uh, GPPs because the ownership is ridiculous on my top six. I'm talking like 16, 18, 20% ownership projected. You know so what? let's get in. I, what? I, you know what's funny is I can, I'm looking at my
1: top 10 because you said that because mine's pretty diverse uh, mm-hmm. in price ranges. I can make my top six work. I might just roll my top six against your top six and we'll see what happens.
0: Well, maybe we have the same top six. Top six, but, we know, we'll I'm gonna see. put
1: some money. I'm gonna put a couple. I'm gonna put a little <laughs> something, something here and there around on some other lineups. So let's get into it. Uh, Start well, at 10k, 10k it. and above range. Uh, I hate that Sungjae M ranks out fourth in my model, but I kind of like that he ranks out fourth in my model because I have some no, love for. Sh- he's been
0: shaking lately. Don't have- we definitely don't have the same top six then because he ranks out 38th in my model. Oh, so. God,
1: pause, quick pause. Totally buried the lead. Uh, my key three of the week, and I've actually kept it pretty, yeah. pretty consistent. Because uh, Okay, pause. Sedgwick Country Club, Donald Ross course, was redesigned back in 2008 or nine. Uh, but Did you just short.
0: pause your pause? First of all, did you just pause your pause?
1: Two pauses. You never go deeper. Have you seen Inception? We're not going to go any deeper, so no more pauses. You can't, you can't go three layers deep. It's unstable, not unlike myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sedgwick Country Club, Donald Ross. So putting's going to be a premium. They're six thousand square foot greens, so they're they're not massive, but they're not tiny. Uh, and again, yep. Donald Ross with those little a t- typical elevated greens. So strokes gain putting is going to be on a premium, but it's only seven thousand yards, par seventy. Uh, not exactly a bomber's course. And when it was getting overgrown just before the, the renovation, a lot of trees had grown over the years and really made it narrow. So you got to find the fairway. So stroke steam ball striking, because, again, off the tee and approach, those are my two core. And then opportunities gained. Because I do think yes. that the, the course can be had. So as long as you're being consistent with your, you know, with your with your scoring and you're not making too many fuck too many mistakes, I mean, we could see another you know score in the teens, maybe even mid to high teens, especially. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, that's what we said he, last
1: week. I was surprised yeah.
0: that Hodges was able to push it to twenty four. Uh, so that was surprising. Was yeah. He, he had a pretty
1: he had, he had a freaking week. So what are your what are you yeah? He just on five? one.
0: So we're not too far off from each other because my my key five is putting and approach as always. Uh, opportunities gained. I also have in there, so we're we're aligned there. Um, so, really, the only difference. The yeah, only difference then is, well, the only difference to me is I always include the yardage differences. So uh, approach <sighs> shots one fifty to one seventy five, and then par four is four hundred to four fifty because that is pretty much this entire course. It's,
1: entire, it's just the
0: entire course. it's it's all in that that that. That uh, variety, variety, that range of uh, distances—I can't, could not form that sentence for the life. of that's me. That's okay. The par uh,
1: threes, the par threes are pretty balanced. A couple at a buck seventy something, yep. and a couple at like two twenty, two thirty. So, like you like, I mean, th- that's a good yardage for those approach shots that you're looking at.
0: Yeah. So you you, you mentioned the ten k range, and the bottom line is for me, and in, in my two scenarios, I'm not really playing the ten k range because none of the ten k guys end up in my top six for playing cash and because i can afford my top six as far as dk salaries go um and then as far as gpp goes they are all just either don't rank out well or are just the ones that are ranked out well are just chalky the closest thing i would come to is um would be hideki he's only 12 13 but at 10 6 12 13 um it's not terrible uh but i would rather probably play sam burns at ten thousand at only around 10 11 ownership if on, i was I'm- choosing that the gpp's
1: i'm off the sam burns train i was i was blown i was tooting his horn recently but after missing the cut at the open and uh it just really stung me so i'm down on the sam burns russell henley and sung j both actually rank out pretty high for me but i'm with you i'm just not ponying up dough this week i think there's a shit ton of talent uh throughout the field you got a lot of hungry guys so looking for a little bit of leverage elsewhere and so but if You know, truth gun to my head. If I had to play anybody in the 10K range, uh, I probably would play Russell Henley again. Ranks out six in my model, and uh, he did miss the cut at the Open. But if you look at before that, everything in top 30 to top 35 for like six weeks straight. Mm -hmm. So he's gonna make. I think he's gonna make the cut here at the Wyndham, the Windham, and uh, and he could give you some action. But I don't know if I'm gonna throw him into into any kind of money lineups.
0: Yeah, and then as we enter into that 9K range, uh, we talked about S- Shane Lowry already. He's 9,500, and look, he, he ranks out 18th in my model. 9,500, uh, if if you believe, like if, if, if let me pause, I'm confusing myself now. I he's around 10, he's also around 10, 11% ownership, so I actually don't mind that ownership at that price for 9,500 for a guy who does stand out when it comes to this field. He, he stands out in this field, so... Um, I could see Shane Lowry being able to make that push, so he could very much be worth the money at 9,500. I, I do not mind that uh, as a GPP play as well. Um, I like that. And yeah, look, if you believe, just because we talked about him, if you believe in JT, if it, if you believe it really is just the the confidence in his putting stroke, which we know you can fix overnight. Because it can change the other way, go I mean, from good yeah, to bad. So, sometimes these guys,
1: it clicks on like the, the practice green that morning every once exactly or something. It just you, they just keep grinding.
0: So if you if you believe it's just his putting, which I get, because look when you look at his, how he ranks in opportunities gained, he's second in opportunities gained, twenty third in approaches, and then as far as my yardages go, he's top fifty in the yardage, the distances too. He's under five percent ownership this weekend, so everybody does not have confidence in JT right now, yeah. and I get it. I'm not going to play him unless I play multiple GPPs and I might sprinkle one or two of him but I get it if you do. So,
1: I agree with your logic on Shane Lowry by the way and that it that is the smart pick at around 10% 11% for that price and the way he's been the way he's he, he's consistent. But there are three names in the 9K range that and if you're listening to me this week, then I don't know what you're thinking. But <laughs> I'm playing the desperation cards with JT and Adam Scott because you get good leverage. And JT at 9,100, I could just be buying as the stock is still diving. But I do mm-hmm. think we've hit close to rock bottom after he misses the cut at the 3M and two majors.
0: Wouldn't shock me, yeah.
1: Uh, and also, he made his pro debut at this tournament when he was like 16 years old. So there's that little bit of kind of karmic, you know. I like I love my astrology mixed in with my golf. So uh, maybe it does are, in golf,
0: though. You're not wrong.
1: Maybe the stars align for you know for JT and Adam just decides to make one last run because he's getting he's getting close to you know Matt Kuchar age and where you, mm-hmm. you don't know if he's actually got another one in him. Uh, we saw jo- we saw Justin Rose win earlier this year, and I think that that's where Adam Scott is, where that kind of like. You know, he's one more out there, but Ludwig. He's had a better
0: year than people expected him to, so I'm there for Adam for Adam Scott.
1: Ludwig Aberg, I've been big on this kid since he turned pro, and I just like to see green boxes when I'm looking at my leverage charts. When you're looking Mm -hmm. at the ownership charts, green is good. Uh, It means it means not a lot of people. You know, you can find the leverage there. And since you know, since he kind of since he turned pro, he's got a uh, let's see here. 25th at the RBC, 20 24th at the Travelers, 40th at the Rocket mm-hmm. Mortgage, 4th at the John Deere. He did miss the cut at the Genesis, but uh hey, you got to give him a little bit of credit for making the trip. And then 64th yep. at the 3M. So, uh I know he has a he had a rough week last week, but meh, I I think I think it's worth a look, especially if you're talking that kind of that kind of leverage. Uh, what is he at right now? 4%?
0: Well, and that's the thing. That's the kind of yeah. guy where he he, had, he ended up having a rough week last week. So He made the cut, obviously, but didn't really finish or round out well. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of those situations where a lot of people played him last week, got burnt, and that's why yeah. you're going to see his ownership so so low this week in this type of situation. So with what you're saying, you're 100% right. His, with his performances recently, last week tends to feel like an outlier compared to the rest of the weeks. Now, you could also say he's... You know, bordered that with a, a miscut as well. So maybe it's the start of a downward trend, miscut, and then a T-64. But that's what we're doing here. We're, this is gambling. This is sports. You're taking risks. Uh, and Ludwig Ad- um is also a guy who has North Carolina ties, and that's where we are this week. So this is a guy who very well could pop up in your top 20 finishes this week at a very good ownership uh, leverage.
1: Real quick, what are his North? What are his North Carolina ties?
0: I don't know exactly. I just saw someone else say, it. "Thank you for blowing me up."
1: No, he's from Sweden. He, he was like Texas oh. Tech. That's why I was curious. He was I was, like, still- maybe went to summer camp there.
0: He was a, he was just on a he was on a list of like a bunch of guys in the field that have North Carolina ties. So I didn't research every single one of their North Carolina ties, but he was well, on that list, and I noticed that. I'm gonna
1: add that to my reasons to play him. Then I a couple weeks ago I called it I, on the show. I said this just feels like a Sepp Straka week, yeah. and then John and he wins the John. Right. Yes, that was one of like ten names I put out there. Great, whatever. But Don't you try. didn't call his name. <laughs> I did. Not you, Andrew. You, the list. I know what you, what you didn't mean. Call his name. I did. <laughs> This, you know, Matt, Matty Wolf got his first win at the 3M and then he went off, mm-hmm. you know, she, thoughts and prayers to Matty Wolf. You know, somebody, somebody put out somebody put out a missing person report on that guy. I feel bad after Brooks, he stuffed him in the locker. Yeah, you know, he wins. cow wins his first tournament kind of this time of year, which uh, we call it. Who's the kid who looks like he's stoned from Norway all the time? You love him. Victor Hovland. No, the I've never heard
0: right. anyone say that, but you're 100%, you're 100% oh, right. It looks
1: like he's roasted the whole time. And I know he's not. He's a world class golfer. He's not He's not yeah. stoned out there. But you know, on the social media, you see all these pictures because he's just kind of squinting. Yep.
0: This feels like leg. Ludwig
1: Aberg You know, gets his first win because he's on that trajectory. We thought it was going to be Sam Bennett at this point of the year. He's still out there. Mm-hmm. He's not going missing. But Ludwig Aberg. Yeah uh, look, I would look to him a little bit for the karmic, uh, the karmic play. So if you believe in that kind of shit, JT, Adam Scott and Ludwig drop Adam from that. If you have to give Ludwig some love.
0: I'm there for it, and and as we venture into the 8K range, we find three guys I'm going to be playing against you but are just way too chalky for me to play in GPP lineups, Uh, starting with my number one ranked guy in this field this week for me, and that's Denny McCarthy, but unfortunately, everybody else agrees because he's at around 20% projected ownership, and that is brutal. So Denny McCarthy will be played against Bud but not in GPPs, um, I also like Aaron Rye at 8,600, but same thing, 15% ownership is a little high for me at Aaron Rye. And then Alex Smalley ranks out third of my, my model as well at 8,100, but 18.2% ownership for Alex Smalley seems just... Out- I had to look at it at least three times, because that's outrageous. So once again, I'll be playing him against you, bud, but I will not be playing him in GPPs, because that's just that's just silly. <clears throat>
1: Alex Smalley doesn't sound like a, uh, like a real human being, right? AK range. Actually my model, I got a couple of 8K guys that I'm gonna be playing against you just from straight up in the model. And I, I might give Taylor more another look. Cause he's a name that's been floating mm-hmm. around the leaderboards a lot. Only was he 7% ownership high in my model. Yeah. So you're probably going to see him both in my lineup against you and elsewhere. And like I said, I just said it ding, ding, ding. He's number one in my model fifth in my model. Don't know if I'm going to play him. I mean, he's not too chalky, but Chris Kirk. And again, this feels Mm. like a Chris Kirk type of week where, you know, but I know we saw him win recently and kind of get the monkey off his back and have his full comeback. Mm. But, uh, you know, he's also the kind of guy that I could, it wouldn't shock me if he won because it's like, oh yeah, he's been there before. He knows how to finally get it done and close. Uh, which totally contradicts what I said a minute ago about you know this the stars aligning for <laughs> Ludwig to break through and some young whippersnapper,
0: but I'm trying to sure. convince
1: myself to do the right thing. Uh, and somebody who doesn't rank out well for me is is Aaron Rye, and that's for that reason. That reason only, I'm going to pass. You know, I'm a Rye guy, but I you think I got, uh, But I think between the ownership that you talked about and the fact that he's 85th in my model, I'm going to pass. And Denny McCarthy can go fuck himself because. I relied on him to be an anchor. You know, it was supposed to be a putting open, and he just totally no shows. So, Danny. Yeah, he
0: did kind of no show with that. He still ranks up first in the field in putting, though.
1: I know the guy, he's he's so good. He can, and Mm -hmm. we're back on part. We're back in parkland golf. So we are back stateside. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's like one of those things. I can't put on those shitty greens over there because the British open courses notoriously have not as good or fast greens as we would judge them because they're well, they're right next to the ocean. So, you know, you get what you get. Uh, Sure. So Denny McCarthy's a pass for me. Cam Davis seems to be a name that a lot of people like. He doesn't, he, you know, he's 19th in my model. Uh, and he's only 12% ownership. So I might look at Cam Davis, but truth gun to my head, I'm going to be going with some Captain Kirk and Taylor Moore because of how they rank out. Uh, the leverage is not, is, is there for, you know, good enough for my liking. You know, I'm not too big on the leverage anyway. like, I don't really give a shit sure. if I'm confident in a guy, I'm just going to pick him because, Hey, if he ends up winning. Then you should have him. Uh, everybody should have him. But Adam Hadwin's another one that is a name that I like just because I like him and his wife's a great Twitter follow. But I'm passing on Adam Hadwin. So, again, Kirk, Moore, come on down. You're the next contestant on who can win for Bud.
0: I get it. Let's let's jump into the 7K range while we still have time, because uh, the 7K range is large. Are you saying I talk uh, too much? No. No, I just want to <laughs> make sure we get uh, as many picks out to the people to, for their sake until we can still claim victory, right. even when we probably don't deserve it. Right. Um uh, <laughs> So 7K range, uh, there's a lot of guys in the 7K range that are valuable, worth playing, and the range itself is big. Uh, I'm going to start at, towards the top here. Uh, Eric Cole ranks fifth in my model, 7,700, uh, around 13 14% ownership. He's been a cut-making machine recently. He doesn't really have any crazy high finishes other than the Travelers T24 and the 3M. He finished T30 last this past week um but eric cole ranks out well he 23 of 33 cuts this year he's also another great putter ranks out second in this field right behind denny mccarthy and then the guy that ranks out well for me in this field and has good ownership but for some reason i can't play him i mentioned him a couple weeks ago i mentioned it might have been two weeks ago lucas glover again ranks out well but for some reason, I just can't bring myself to play. Like I have no confidence to play him, even though the numbers are telling me that he he should do well here this week.
1: Where was it just recently that he he was runner up or in the or right near the top? Uh, uh, well, so he
0: finished T four at Mortgage. He finished T six at John Deere, yeah. and then uh, fifth at the Bobberso. So, so he had three straight weeks of top six finishes, but then yeah, he, he met- missed the cut the following week.
1: But what has he done after missed cuts? You look back after missed cut. Eh, not really 70, 79th. At so it's Nelson, really, he,
0: he really had this, he really had this run of three tournaments recently that he's in a bottle a with, this, with missed cuts. Yeah. So that's why I, it feels like it's an anomaly. And I can't, I'm just not confident playing Lucas Glover, even though he ranks out well.
1: Well, I got a couple of guys in the seven K range that you're going to be seeing from my top cent, my top 10 lineup, uh, notably Taylor Pendrith.
0: I know you're a big Taylor
1: Pendrith guy, Uh you know let's
0: slow down on big. I've played him like twice this year. So let's slow down on big.
1: (laughs) You're you're the founding member of his fan club. But he is an absolute he's an absolute stud with ball striking, and this is going to be one of those kind of courses. And he can roll the rock pretty well. I think he's like 40th, 45th in in putting, which isn't horrible. Uh (coughs) and he knows how to score. Opportunities gained, he's top ten. So I like me some Taylor Pendrith, he's second in my model. And then this guy is shady as hell. He's he's Rocky. He's back and forth. But when they come to North Carolina, he's a North Carolina guy. I can attest mm-hmm. to that. He was born in Raleigh. Uh, Webb Simpson. This feels like a Webb Simpson venue. He, he, he does. Really like the, well. He's the North look Carolina. Kid.
0: The, if you look up shaking the dictionary, his pictures there when it comes to golfers, 100 yeah. percent. Right. The way to describe the way you did.
1: But if you want to live free, you're gonna play some Webb Simpson this week. And then top 10 in my model, so you won't see him. But um, Billy Horschel. And I think Billy's oh, been Billy's been struggling. Billy's been struggling of late. But when again, when I, I you know if I want to get froggy and free up some cash up top, I might take a flyer on a Billy Horschel because 13th at 3M, he did miss the cut at the open, uh, and the at the Travelers. But he's uh, I mean he's been he's been on a real, real, real rocky road. But seven yeah, and a half, he seven and a half, way,
0: the only way he, the only way he makes it into the playoffs is with a win.
1: Right. And he, you know, seven and a half strokes gained. And he's another one of those guys that is about to be sitting out this Ryder cup while he watches other people. And he's not, he's got a mm-hmm. couple of miles left on those tires. So maybe, maybe the stars align for him. Um, but I really wouldn't put too much stake into it. I would stick with my other guys, uh, Taylor Pendrith and, uh, Webb Simpson, I can't believe I blew right over this guy, and that's because he's eleventh in my model, not top ten. But JJ Spawn had a pretty decent week last week, he and, did. I, and and I played him. I don't know if I played him against you or if I just played him in my other my other league, which we're in playoffs. If you I am in playoffs. Me. Uh, but nice. thirty seventh at, at the three M, thirty seventh uh, at the three M, thirty third at Rocket Mortgage, and he's a birdie machine when he gets going. So yeah. he's JJ been making Spahn, cuts lately too. Yeah, so JJ Spawn is probably going to get some love and some attention from me, which I know that he's going to be happy to hear about.
0: Two more quick guys I want to mention here in the 7k range I like this week, ranking out second in my model, uh, Adam Shank at 7,400. Um, he just hits these uh, these stats I'm using quite well. He's been—he's either a top ten finisher or missing the cut right now, so he's a shot in the dark at seventy four hundred. We will see. And then the other guy, who's become kind of a recent in the in the past month or so, favorite of mine to play, uh, is Chez Revi. Once again, seventy one hundred, <laughs> under nine under nine percent projected ownership. Uh, he did miss the cut last week at the three M Open, but he's been on a nice little run leading up to that, so I'm going to stick with him there. Uh, do you have anyone in the 6K range that you feel the the urge to mention?
1: I actually don't. What I'm more interested to hear about is, I, I mean, Ryan Moore is seventh, but there's no way in hell I'm playing Ryan Moore. Uh, what I'm yeah. more interested to hear about is if there's any fantasy football fanboy expo listeners out there, where can they find you? Where are you going and when? And are we still going to have a show next week?
0: Oh, We're going to have a show next week because I will be going uh, after. I, will, I won't be uh, leaving until Thursday next week and then I'll be coming back Monday. So actually next week. Uh, no, not next week. Next week will be a normal show. The, the week after that, though, I will be broadcasting our show from York Beach in Maine. So that'll be fun. Um, That'll be a good time. But, yeah, so if you, if, if there are football fans watching this out there, you're going to be at the Fantasy Football Expo at Canton, Ohio, in Canton, Ohio, at the Football Hall of Fame next weekend. Uh, that's where you'll – not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. That's where you'll be able to find me. I'll be there with the Fantasy Sports Corporation at the VIP booth section. Uh, we'll giving you guys all the information you need. We'll be doing giveaways. We'll be doing live shows, uh, having a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there Thursday to Monday. If anybody's in the area, come check me out. It'll love that.
1: Love that. I love that. Right, that's the key. I, I love I can't wait for next week's show. We'll get into the FedEx Cup playoffs, explain how all that works and why yes. they do that stupid thing at East Lake at the end. Uh, we <laughs> will also recap any any weekend golf action and enjoy uh enjoy your week, folks.
0: Yes, enjoy your week. And as always, thank you for joining us here. As you do every Tuesday, 8 o'clock, here in the Fantasy Sports Corporation. We look forward to uh, talking with you guys every week. Join in the chat as, as you always can, and we will see you next week to recap the Wyndham Championship and getting ready for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Have a good night, everyone. We will see ya.